Who wants Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Java Chat. You got coffee with Mike here, and I have a very special guest today who I've been excited to interview because he's been MIA for a little bit, and we kind of wondered what happened to him when he disappeared, and he came back 10 times stronger than what he was before. It's some really good stuff, and I'm sure he's got a wonderful story to tell. We have with us David Morelli. Hey, David, thanks for joining us on Java Chat. Glad you decided to come by and have a cup hey. of coffee with us. Happy to be here. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, I'm going to read a little bit to you guys about David's history because Dave's got a really interesting backstory. So, David's a professor of leadership, communication, strategy, and entrepreneurship in the executive MBA program at the University of Denver's Daniel College of Business. He served as executive director for executive education. He's, he's done a lot of stuff in education. In that time, he's also become an expert in a wide range of arenas, including neuroscience, crisis management, peak performance, leadership styles. That's kind of different because most guys, you know, I'm a leadership coach. Leadership styles. I'm, I'm probably going to want to dig into that a little bit. All right. Persuasive communication, design thinking, improvisation, storytelling, and more. So he's coached millionaires, billionaires, musicians, movie stars, best-selling authors, and executives all over the world. And he's guided teams through their through the crisis during 9-11, through the Great Recession, as well as other financial industry and marketplace disruptions. And there's been a lot, so I'm sure he's been quite busy. The, the bottom line is, you know, he's got a lot of history behind him. He's got a lot of experience, and I wanted to ask him on here because that experience is invaluable to all of us, I'm sure. And it's one of the few times I get to actually talk to somebody who ha has that kind of experience and can come and share it with our listeners. So I um, really appreciate you stop, stopping in, hanging out with us. And I wanted to kind of start this off by asking you, you know, what's, what's a real solid piece of advice for business professionals and entrepreneurs when it comes to um, succeeding in what they're doing? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that drives, I would say, me, and, and by the way, it's, it's always humbling to hear the story of my story. <laughs> you know what I like just because <laughs> wait, I think when you live it, you you're just kind of like, all right, you know, next thing, you know, go go you, go, yeah, yeah, exactly. You sort, of, you sort of do your thing, right? And, right. and then you go, oh, hey, there's this. <laughs> wait, what did I get that? Teams, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, for me, I would say the the biggest thing that has been a driver is um, mission, right? Like having some kind of mission or purpose or uh, alignment or something like that where it drives you. So, for instance. Owl Hub. We, it's a newly formed organization. My wife and I co-founded it together. And our social mission is equity and leadership. We're, we're actually a public benefit corporation. Nice. So it's a combination. You know, if you can imagine if like a regular corporation and a nonprofit had a baby, right? Like it would be called public benefit corporation. Nice. So, so for us, we are launching this event called Peak Performance Week coming up. And it's going to be streaming out to a hundred thousand people and we have speakers from google and disney and you know we're we're a little baby organization you know what I mean? like we are just coming out of the womb and because of the social mission that we have though we are we are attracting incredible talent so for us that's our 
reason, right? That's yeah, our, sure, our mission, sure. our, our thing that we do it for. And so if you don't have something that you're doing it for besides just like, oh, I want to make money, like, eh, like there's something bigger if it's driving you. It will, it will capture the, the hearts, minds, and attention of people in a different way as well as will drive you in a different way. So That's what's interesting. We, we have interns that we work with, and one of the things we just went through was designing a mission statement for the marketing agency. Yeah. And, and, you know, we took a couple of weeks to go through it. It's a little faster than I would like to, but, you know, they only have so much time. So it's sure. a, kind of a high pressure deal. But one of the things that I asked them was, is like, we got to a point where we said, okay, can we, can we work with this now? Yeah. Is this doable? Is this enough to where we can say that we serve our clientele and are able to help them more than helping us while saying we have a culture that's, that's good. And they said, for now, yes, it'll probably change into something later. And then I asked them, I said, so I want your opinion. What do you guys think of the partnership? Because it's, it's three partners here. Yeah. And one of, our, one of our interns says, well, it doesn't speak enough about how fun you guys are. And I said, well, again, this will probably evolve mm -hmm. into something else. And as you guys do more and learn more with us, maybe the right words will come out and we can change it. And most entrepreneurs don't like doing that. They, they have, mm -hmm. they, they're control freaks and they're just like, well, it's gotta be what it's doing. And I'm like, no, I'm going to let these brilliant little minds have fun with this and see how this goes. And they haven't disappointed, but the mission statement in and of itself, I think the alignment of values, the alignment of, of thoughts and dreams and things of that nature worth worth way more than just you know who's my next client where's my next check coming from and i i see a lot of that going on right now with a lot of the guys that are helping you know agencies do their thing their their success stories are based on so and so signed a this kind of contract or signed this kind of client and for this much yeah, yeah. keep talking about the dollar and i'm like i don't see anybody talking about the mission I, I, either that or i i'm not putting in the right search terms yeah. on google you know how that works Right, 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 right. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. when is peak performance week? Yeah. Let me ask, because that came up. When does that happen? Yeah. It's October 5th through the 9th. And it's all free. It's streaming online. So my wife and I, we decided to found uh, Owl Hub partly because we had this event in mind. Like, hey, we should do this event. Where, and it was right as the, right as the sort of pandemic crisis was happening. And we said, you know, people need support in being you know able to get their mindset right during this time where where we're all sort of figuring out like now what what do we do right, right. and then exactly. organizations organizations were cutting down which means that the employees who are left over needed to do more with less and oh by the way people who don't have jobs they need support you know and so we hugely we hugely decided to invest a hundred thousand dollars in uh, yeah in making this this event and so we're we're bringing together as i mentioned you know various speakers from like like people that were sort of out of my league in a way yeah i'm like holy cow <clears throat> you know like how in the world did we we get those and those people and it's it's partly because people want to give and give back and and so i think for me that that kind of mission can seem scary though for for some to bake it into their organizations to have it be not about them that can be a little bit of a scary proposition because you're like well wait i'm an entrepreneur aren't i supposed to you know be like driving for the dollar or whatever you were saying right right like, but but at the same time every if if you have a long enough lens 
everything comes. You, you just have to be persistent enough to, to get to where you want to go. So uh, peak performance week is, is like, you know, half day each day for a week where people can just come and get free training on uh, how to become more productive, more happy, more fulfilled, leadership stuff, all of that. For those of you that are wondering where that is, go down in the comments section. We're going to make sure to put that link in there so you can sign up and get on that because, and I'm yeah. probably going to be one of them because uh, I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. Anything that has to do with improving. You made a, you made a good point, And I think a lot of people forget that being an entrepreneur is about problem solving. Yeah. And looking down the road at how your solution to a problem will benefit the public, not benefit your pocket. Yeah. And I, and I think a few people miss that point. They're yeah. just like, well, I, I had a I had a friend recently post that they they went back to their they went back to their previous profession because they missed a few things. You know, mm. being an entrepreneur, you usually don't have a four hundred one k, you usually don't get medical benefits. You have to provide for those things on your own right. privately, and they're not cheap. And I, I think for yeah. the most part, right. when you if and it's not that they weren't good at it. It's not that they weren't worth their weight in gold and then some. They're actually really, really good at what they do. It's the stress and the, and the things that go along with it. Plus, they have a family oh, yeah. and they oh, have yeah. a, norm, a normal life that they had to live. And then the, then the whole you know, pandemic thing comes out and really mess things up for them. So they, they chose to go back. They may come back. In fact, I really hope that they mm -hmm. do because I honestly think they're worth every dime that they, that they charge because of the results that they produce. And and. The, the amount of help they give to somebody's brand when they get involved. My, my thinking on, on entrepreneurship is if you're a problem solver and you're always looking for the next problem to solve, eventually finances don't become an issue and those other things that you miss eventually go away. Now, it doesn't happen in the first two years. Sometimes it doesn't happen in the first 10. But it's, it's there. It's, it's the mission-driven entrepreneur is somebody who will always be successful. I, you and I both know a few people and have interacted with a few people that make way more than we do and much higher status than we are. And when you look at them and their heart in what they do, the good ones, they, they don't ever talk about that. They don't ever talk about how much their company's making. Multi-million dollar company. Yeah, but let me share with you what we've done. Just like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Let me share with you whose lives we've touched and how we've improved how we've made things better for humankind. Yeah. I think I think that's a portion of, of where you and your wife went with Owl Hub. And I wanted to ask you about the brand. Why Owl Hub? How did you guys come up with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. We were sitting down like late at night on a Saturday, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And we've been trying to, we've been pounding away for like a week. We're like, come on, we've got to find a name, you know? And everything that we even searched was either taken or, you know, or it had to be this giant long name, know. you know? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Vertically long name. And so we, we started thinking and she pulled up something about, you know, she pulled up a picture of a cheetah for some reason. And she was like, oh, an animal. That's interesting. And, and then it, it clicked in a couple of these things. And we said, well, you know, what kind of thing, you know, leadership development being one of the uh, things that we do and, you know, what kind of, what kind of animal would be, you know, sort of associated with this? So we went, we went through a couple and then we thought owl because of wisdom, right? And yeah. Yeah. want to yeah. bring wisdom or wisdom to the world. And then hub was kind of like where uh, those people gather. And so Owl Hub being where wise leaders gather. And for us, that sort of resonated. And then we searched it and, oh, wow, it's available. And 
it's like six letters long. Like who gets a name anymore that's six letters long? That actually we didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we we went around and we surveyed some of the the people, you know, some of our inner circle on, you know, what do you think about these names? And so uh, that's the, you know, you can see the little like we have a little yeah. owl, like face on the nice. thing. You know, I just, nice. Yeah, I just, I just love. Yeah. So so, anyways, yeah, we 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 decided to go with Owl Hub. That's a great idea. Good, good premise and good background on that one too. It's, yeah. it's always interesting to me to hear how people come up with their brand. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oasis media group was something that a friend helped refine. Mm-hmm. And another friend actually, this is when I was doing it on my own. The, the acronym of Oasis media group came out yeah, one yeah, day yeah. somebody yeah somebody came out and says do you realize what that is and i'm like oh geez no i didn't realize that so i i flipped it to that for a little while and then yeah. of course things evolve over time it it it, it just wasn't serving yeah. and it wasn't enough so oasis yeah. oasis media group it's an oasis in the midst of the desert and yeah. we're able to bring in a lot of a lot of water to dry to dry land so yeah, <laughs> yeah. we we started doing our you know our initials and we were like oh <laughs> oh, you know, like, like, oh, oh, age, yeah. So, uh, so we, we used to have that, we had that have too. You, have you heard of oh, huh? Yeah. Oh, right. Not no. huh. Oh, right. There's, there's way, not just way the too much. Yeah, yeah. So. There's way too much you can play with that one. That sounds that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. So, when when it comes to like some of the people that you've served, what yeah. are some of the trends that you noticed when it came to some of their challenges? Well, I, you know, so Owl Hub is a, is a relatively new entity. Yeah. So we are, as we're, you know, our big first event is peak performance this week. So yeah. that's coming up. But prior to that, I mean, I've been in this, in this world for over 20 years. And, and so I would say, you know, one or, I went into an organization. Um, I had a longtime client, a CEO client who mm-hmm. we'd worked together for a while. And he said, hey, let's try this experiment. You know, he said, why don't you come in and coach the entire organization, at which point it was 60 people. Uh-huh. And it was a perfect timing for me. I was looking to, to make a little bit of a transition from what I was doing to, to something, something else and have, he goes, let's, let's try it as an experiment 90 days. Let's see. Let's survey people before and survey people after and find out what happens. And right. so I went in and I, I did one time a month for these 60 people, the managers actually got two times a month, sure. but, um, went in and after 90 days, job satisfaction went up 56%. Uh, wow. people's sense of performing at their best went up 74% and then their confidence in their work and work day went up 84%. From just once a month. From once a month. Yeah. Because people, they need to, they benefit a lot from saying, Hmm, let me think about what I really care about. Let me solve some of the problems that have been pressing on me, right? Let me, let me figure out how to have that difficult communication that I've been looking to have. And so we, we, you know, worked at that and the CEO said, Hey, how about we try it for <laughs> another nice. Let's try it for, yeah. <laughs> so we actually went for a year and, uh, nice. and the, the revenue growth rates went up 52%. Oh, that's year awesome. Over year with only introducing coaching. And so, now it's six years later. Uh, the company is worth. They went from a, a valuation of thirty-five million to now three billion. That's insane. So, 
Just uh, what one time a month much, to, almost, would actually be almost a hundred. Yeah, and and so I ended up running strategy and talent development for them. And uh, awesome. Yeah. So, so this stuff. I mean, this stuff works. Like helping people be at their best and perform. You know, like the peak performance crossed with helping them become better leaders or get on the path to becoming leaders and then crossed with coaching. I mean, that, that's sort of the genesis of, of some of this is wanting to help people at scale in a way that, that really takes a lot of the insights and, and the work that I was doing there, but, but provides it to people sort of at a larger level. So who's, so who's the, I wouldn't say the perfect avatar because you're, you're kind of feel there is no perfect avatar, but who, who yeah. is it that, that gets served well by this? Yeah. You know, I, so I've been playing around with where are the limits, right? So <laughs> I'm, a, 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 I'm in the process of getting my PhD in the midst of my dissertation. And so they, they call it boundary conditions, right? Like, so nice. who, who is it and who isn't it? Right. And so I've been trying I'd, I'd like to, a copy of that when you're finished, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I've, yeah. I'm actually building a new leadership model, executive coaching model and then pointing to something that executive coaching hasn't uh, explored. So Ooh. Uh, it's in, Ooh. in the works. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's man, secrets, man. What's up with these secrets? I know. Well, I, you know, if I, if I shared it, then it's, Oh, not, I know. I, yeah, no, I don't. I, I yeah, so, it's all good. Uh, but, no, no, but I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally excited for you, dude. That's, that's yeah. pretty exciting. I mean, Thanks. you're creating something new that no one's touched yet. That's yeah. innovation and origination at the same time. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I, as I stumbled on it, it's funny the other night I was saying to my wife, I was like, Hey, this actually might be a real contribution. Like, it's like, cause I got into it. I was like, Hey, here's a place, you know, you, you think about it. It's like, here's a gap, right? Yeah. But is it a meaningful gap? Right. So I was right. just like, well, here's a gap that's interesting to me. And then as I've, as I've written it, uh, and been working on it, like there's actually, there's a there, there, you know, there's like, a there. Actually, yeah. there's a there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool, uh, dude. right on, right on. Yeah. So I've been looking at it. And so primarily it's people who are in the, the corporate space, right? Mm -hmm. There's somewhere, there's somewhere in that level. And we actually have three different avatars for the different mm -hmm. we have. So the program, the main program that we have is something called uh, leader hub. Right. And so like, Remember you mentioned something about that. Yeah. And so we have, we have a buy one, give one program. Mm -hmm. So similar to like Tom's shoes where they, you know, yeah sell a pair of shoes to you and we send it off to somebody in an underserved community. Well, we do the same thing for leadership where a leadership program for you, we, we have a leadership program that we give to somebody in an under, a youth in an underserved population. Smoking, smoking, that's awesome. try and balance out the yeah, equity yeah, yeah. in the world. Well, it's, it's, I think you're yeah. doing more than just so, equity uh, balance. You're actually bringing forward the next gen of leaders in, a proper, I mean, in a proper manner. They, they, they don't have it available to them, not through any conventional educational means yeah so yeah and i mean it, it, we can't really just talk about equity without addressing you know the, the youth and how yeah. they think think about themselves and how they're empowered with tools and and all that so we're you know uh we're bringing on somebody from that used to be on the ceo cabinet at yahoo nice she's gonna yeah she's she's awesome she uh, she was probably 10, 10 plus years ago, she took coaches training from me. And so we've been really tight ever since she's, That's sweet. she's amazing. And so That's she'll, awesome. she's going to run that program. So, you know, mostly the, the underserved populations are going to be people of color and 
she's a, a woman of color and so she's going to be running that program and so that you know there's representation and it's right um, right, right 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 no that's yeah, a, so. you're you're you you hit a good point is that a lot of and i i don't want to single out any one ethnicity but there's a lack of tools for a lot of the underserved communities yeah they just again it's just not available to be able to bring something like that to the table where you know a corporation is able to <clears throat> benefit themselves and sponsor community education i mean literally they're they're now able to say here's part of our social good while we're benefiting us yeah, we're raising up the next generation of leaders and getting them yeah. to think, getting them to think. Because I, yeah. I have a, I have a, have a real issue with how things are rolling right now, kind of around the world in some cases, where people aren't thinking critically. They're being told yeah. what to think and not how. And yeah. I think that's a lot of coaching that I've had anyway, is teaching me how to think, and how to think critically about things. You know, I want to do good for other people. That's great, but. Mm-hmm. Where is that really going to serve? Where is it really going to help? Is it really helping just you? Is it really just yeah. helping them? Is it a balance? It's, you know, that whole balancing act thing. Yeah. But when you look at it, it's just information and knowledge. And if you share it, like how you guys are doing, which is amazing, by the way, I've never heard anybody doing that one. I think the, I think the effect overall will have the same kind of long-term as the company that you just mentioned earlier. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. I think it really will. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about like I, I remember one one person saying, and I can't remember who it is, so otherwise I would quote them. But sure. uh, the they they basically said, you know, you can do anything with your time, you know, and the size of your life is determined by the size of the problems you choose to solve. Mm-hmm. And so when I thought about like, okay, well, um, now I'm going to start a company. What what kind of company do I want to create? That message came back like what's the size of the problem that you want to solve and mm-hmm. when i when i mentioned initially to the emily is her name she's from the ceo cabinet i said hey here's what we're doing she's like wow that's a big problem like yeah. equity and leadership like that's a big problem that's a huge complex. problem right now yeah, yeah. and uh, and so <laughs> she said you know and i mentioned how we were looking at solving it and she's like kind of like well damn that'll work like that, that like that'll at least put a dent right in some of the stuff because it's it's trying to address it at a fundamental level right versus there's so much that's just layered of shoulds right it's like oh you should do this you should think this way you should act this way and and that's good we need that but we also need things that are beyond the shoulds because sometimes people put up walls to shoulds you know versus Uh, a lot of people should themselves as well and that's a that's another problem i should do this i should do that or i should have done this and it's like guys that's not serving you and it's certainly not serving anybody yeah. else around yeah. you. So instead of should, how about do? Yeah. And so that was our stance is let's just do, let's just do something that, that we feel good about that feels like is aligned and integrous to, and that doesn't necessarily say, you know, oh, I have all the answers No, but I can empower people with some tools to, to get them, you know, the tools that they need. So. You know, what's really cool about that is, is that, and I've noticed this across coaching, it's never about having the answers. Mm-hmm. Because the answer is never the same for any one person or any one organization, but the tools don't ever really change, do they? The principles, the guidelines, the things that go behind leadership and and things of that nature, the tools are usually the same. The answers that you arrive to are probably divergently different in a lot of cases. Yeah. But I think a lot of people miss the fact that there are these tools 
and yeah. you bringing that to the youth, giving them tools so early. Oh, good. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's empowering people with tools is, is part of where it is. And, and you said, where's your avatar, right? So I said, well, it's sort of, there's the corporate space, but it's, I realize full well that entrepreneurs can use this just as well as people within organizations, right? And so it, there's slight tweaks, but I think those are sort of the, the two things. And around tool sets, we were talking about uh, leadership and leadership styles. You said you sort of wanted yeah, to- Yeah, that was cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So there are various styles of how you could lead. And, you know, I think we think of leaders and there's this sort of, if you will, directive, like I'm going to tell you what to do. Right. This is sort of based on the leadership research. Right. Um, like there are lots of different styles and could be more of a collaborative style where it's like, hey, what do you think about this? Right. Uh, also called participative. Uh, there's another style that's about building relationships. And so there are some people, I'm sure you know, Mike, that there are certain people that if they asked you to help them move, you are much more likely because it's them than like somebody else who would ask you. <laughs> You're like, right. No. You. Yeah. Yes to you. And why? Because it's the quality of the relationship and how right. much uh, depth and care there is there. And so that's also a part of leadership. And there's authentic leadership. You know, it's like, oh, this person's so real, right? I'll, I'll follow them because they're real. Like I, I trust who they are. And uh, there are other kinds that are more about, you know, charisma and motivation, you know, it's called transformational leadership. And so right. there's all these different styles, right? <laughs> um, but one thing that we don't realize talking about shoulds is that uh, there's almost any style that lines up to you authentically. I know I mentioned authentic leadership. Whatever's authentic is probably the best way, but it's, re it's realizing there are friction points on you. You might have like, you can't share every thought you have. You gotta be like, like, Oh God, what the hell? Yeah. Right? You know, like yeah. that just, that is real. Uh, a negative so like what can you do to work on yourself which is why i find it, leadership exciting it's yeah it's about leading other people but it's also about your own personal growth oh yeah yeah so like oh wow this reaction comes from somewhere where did that reaction come from and how can i i realize it's not about often it's not about this situation it's about this reservoir of all this un like unprocessed crud that you're carrying around that yeah. when something happens outside it triggers a reaction inside. So it's not about the moment, which to me, uh, this is going to sound judgmental. It's not meant to, but it's a little bit of a weak position to have your history determine your present moment, right? And how you show up with somebody else. And so to dig and to clear out the clutter, if you will, or the crap, and actually be as present as you can for another human being in interaction is uh, serving them in a whole yeah. different way. And so leadership is a path of growth, at least in my mind. You remind me of a story that I learned a long, long time ago from one of our elders. I don't believe she's alive anymore. But she told the story of about how we love to carry around a bag of manure. She didn't say yeah. it that way. Yeah. But she says, it's interesting. We love to carry our shit around. Yeah. And it's in this huge bag over our shoulders. It weighs us down. makes us feel weird. makes us feel out of place sometimes. And he says, but you know what? You know what shit can also be used for? can also be used as fertilizer. And if you just unpack it and put it in the ground, you'd see what yeah. kind of things yep. can grow, including the stuff that you like. And, and I, I, you triggered that. And I was just like, you know, yeah. mindset's huge. Mm -hmm. are, you going to, are you going to have the mindset of I have a lot of shit and I'm going to judge you based on that? 
Or am I going to take that, unpack it, just like you said, yep. unpack it, lay it out on the ground, let it fertilize and let it, let it make some things grow. And yeah, there are going to be some weeds in there. Cool. Pull the weed out, take a look at it, bless it, throw it away. Yeah. Let the rest of the garden grow the way it's supposed to. Be a farmer. Be a farmer yep. of life. Be a farmer of good things. I, I did good trigger, man. I appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you, it's funny. You mentioned that I, I was just talking to, so yet, so we are recording and prepping for some of these uh, sessions in peak performance week. And so yesterday I was talking to somebody who is going to be on the peak performance week stuff and his name's Jeff Bloomfield. And so he is an expert I know that in name. Why do I know persuasion, that name? selling, selling ideas. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I know that. That's why, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So he's he's great. I I really I really enjoy him as a human being. He's got a great heart, great alignment, and all that. And so, uh, long story short, we're in this conversation, and uh, he has a four step plan that he's uh, going to be talking about. Like, here are the four steps to persuading and doing it ethically and, and alignment and all that. And one of them, the first one, is actually around vulnerability. And so. Uh -huh. Right. So you, you just talked about, you know, take your, take your shit, lay it out on the ground, like let it, let it, you know, be open and be in the air. But if you were to say like, Hey, I'm really nervous about having this conversation with you. That is going to lead to a lot more heart from the other person. Sure. Or like, Hey, I feel really, you know, scared to say, I don't have the answer in this moment. Right. About whatever it is. That's a lot more real and and vulnerable, which ends up getting the best of people to lean forward. But if you try and hide it, you, you know, you're carrying it around and it's in the bag and you don't want anybody to, you know, you try, you know, shoo people away, like, get out of here. Don't look at my stuff. Right. It, it's a completely different experience. And so, but we're all afraid of it to, to open up and say, here's how I'm not perfect. Right. Here's how I'm, here's all the things that I suck at, you know, and I could use some help with this or, you know, all that. It, it, it's this funny counterintuitive thing the thing that I call it we defend our pain yeah yeah that's and, a that's a natural habit actually I mean it's yeah. a natural um, instinct yeah and so but if we stop doing that and if we invite in support and we say here are the I acknowledge and own these things and then people are kind of like oh cool all right great I like you even more right yeah. like, how did that happen so that was that was his first step in in the persuasion or formula if in, you will. In, interesting that you mentioned that hey guys we're going to take a short quick break and i want to come back on you remind me of another story so we're going to take a quick break uh for a message from the sponsors and uh, take a good listen because they're good sponsors we don't just bring on anybody and we'll come back and we'll talk about that story so we're back here with david morelli and chatting a little bit about leadership styles which was really cool and um, talking also about being vulnerable and it reminded me reminded me of a story and of course, the brain farts kick in and the story just kind of wilds away on its own. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there you go. That was exactly what we were talking about is, you know, being vulnerable and saying like, hey, here's, here's reality, right? It's, what do they call it? They, it's we, not all, it's all timers. It's, 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 I forget all the time, but it makes sense being vulnerable. What were the four steps again? Yeah. So, so the, the four steps that he had outlined was first sort of have vulnerability the, right. the the second part is really looking at them and saying what do they need right like how can i support them right and then the the third was really around what's the problem that they're facing really defining and helping to define that problem 
and articulating it in a way that says, I know you're dealing with this pain, right? And then the last thing is, and here's how I can help you, right? The, some, some kind of solution. So leading, you know, he talks about uh, in his life, he tells a story about growing up on his grandfather's farm. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like a personal connection and, you know, all the stuff that he learned. And, and then he, he goes into, you know, talking about sort of the empathy, like, hey, we've been dealing with this issue that has us have these same kind of problems. And oh, by the way, here are the definitions of those problems and here's some solutions. And it's all based on neuroscience. So it's called the, the neuroscience of persuasion uh, and selling ideas because we all have great ideas. We just don't know how to communicate them. And so that's what one of those sessions is about. I think a lot of people, if they were honest, are always afraid of how to communicate properly because we, we were raised to communicate a certain way. Yeah. And everybody's way was just a little different. So yeah, the, the, the nervousness is real. I mean, when I get yeah. on a sales call, it's... I'm not always sure what people want to want to get done. You know, when mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll have conversations with clients and I'll be just like, so I know why you said you wanted to talk, but let me ask you a few questions first. And, and that's really the, the whole, you know, unpacking the box to see where the real issue is. Yep. Cause not everybody, everybody thinks it's, it's one thing and then you go digging and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, wait a minute. Isn't, isn't that the problem? I never thought about it like that. You know, it's, yeah. Well, here's, so here's the funny thing. You know, not only does uh, question asking, I'll, I'll call it that because that's what it's called in the research. Yeah, not sure. only does question asking help in discovery, like discovering what actually yep. needs to happen, but they, there's a study done at Harvard where uh, this was done in speed dating as their, their sort of context. And so they had people to say, hey, you're in the high question asking condition. You know, this other group, you're in the low question asking condition. And what they did was measure likability of the person who was having the interaction, right? So high versus low question asking. Well, they found that the person who was doing either the high or low question asking felt like the person liked them the same, right? Mm. But when they surveyed the person who was being asked the questions or the person who was being, you know, not asked questions about themselves and, and things they found that the likability was completely different. Sure. The, the high question asking person was much more well-liked. But here's the weird thing on the, than, than the other one. So here's the weird thing. On the, on the side of whether you're going to make a statement or ask a question, you think that it's the same. But it's actually not. You're much more likable when you ask questions. And so there's power in saying, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, what, what are the problems that you're really facing or that you're, you're struggling with solving? And so uh, you have a, obviously a natural gift in knowing you know, intuitively, hey, go in and ask questions and a lot, a lot better stuff happens. It, and I think a lot of that too goes back to the, the fact that humans are much more, what's the word? Amicable to the fact that you're actually interested in them. And what's going on with them. Second is that you're outside of their storm. They're in the middle of it. You've seen this. I mean, how many executives have you worked with where you just see a freaking whirlwind blowing around them and they can't see past their own nose? And it's not their fault. It's just that's, the, that's how fast the world moves and that's how business moves. And to be able to take them out of that storm and go, hey, hold on a second. What about this? What about this? Have you thought about this? Why did you think this in this particular situation? And really get them to slow down. Yeah. Which a lot of our people don't realize how fast humans think. Yeah. 
I mean, our brains run how many trillions of processes in, in less than milliseconds or something like yep. that? I don't yeah, know what the research absolutely. is, but, but the idea that a brain can roll that hard, that fast, and think we can handle it. Survey says, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, if you survey 100 people, I don't know what the numbers would be, but I'm, fair, I'm fairly confident it would be decently high. A lot of people would say, yeah, I'm not really sure. I just go. And, you know, hopefully it works out. Yep. By the way, if you have that leadership style, it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. By the way, you, you mentioned like a lot of things swirling. So there's oh, yeah. some research that shows the brain processes 400 billion. 400 billion. Thank you bits of information every second, but is only able to consciously process 1,000. Wow. So that, is this, that is decidedly less. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. So, which means that all the swirl is real, right? Like that is sure. cognitively yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. supported. That, that's real. And so we're trying to make sense of the world that we find ourselves in the, in the midst of the storm, as you said. And so coaching, as you mentioned, or asking questions helps people get clear and points their attention in different areas where it, it's a blind spot because you know we're trying to process so much and we can't be afraid of our blind spots we have to lean into them and i i want to i want to bring up something hey to that i need point. your help to see this i, I want to bring up something to that point because i have a lot of friends that are are younger well <laughs> that's not saying much i'm almost 50 i have a lot of friends that are younger than me that that are going through this whole thing with anxiety and depression and and it's yeah. real it's real and i think it's i think it's a a combination of a couple of things. One of which is this whole 400 billion a second and only be able to consciously process a thousand. How many blind spots can we possibly have? A ton. Yeah. So when life comes at you from one way or another and you feel like you got hit by a Mack truck or a freight train, are you off? Is there something wrong with you? No. There's nothing wrong with you. It's called life. And I think if more of our youth realize that, yeah, there's anxiety moments for everybody. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong for feeling it. You're not wrong for being depressed. You're not wrong for feeling overwhelmed. It happens to all of us. I'm a Gen Xer. In our, our generation, there was no such thing as, as mental health awareness. We were told if you have, if you have a problem, you get killed, walk it off. Take yeah. a lap. Yeah. I mean, that's extreme, but you get the point. Is that That's how yeah. we were raised. Is like, oh, you just deal with it. Unfortunately, we came up with a lot of coping mechanisms rather than actually dealing with it. <laughs> so yeah. so it's kind of a bad thing at the same time. But, yeah. but I mean, the, the idea of it's okay to feel what you feel. Yeah. And it's a good idea to go and find someone that can, somebody that knows how to help you with it. Not somebody who's going to commiserate with you or just yeah. validate, you know, that life is shit. You need to find somebody that can help you unpack all of this stuff. Coaches are great. Therapists are great. Uh, consultants sometimes can help with that. Hell, I've done it in sales. I've actually unpacked somebody's bags one time and I was just kind of like, wow, I didn't even think that was going to happen. And they didn't become a client and that's fine. But they left with a, with a better attitude coming out of that appointment than they went in. They yeah. weren't a client. They, they, they didn't fit my, my model either. It was just not, it wasn't fit. But yeah. to see them come to that realization of, wow, yeah, cool, uh, thanks. Yeah. I, you know, it's the experience of life. Yeah. It's meant to be an adventure. 
not a travesty or a chaotic mess. Yeah. And I think and if, are, that, that goes back to mindset yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. personal leadership, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's funny. One of our, one of the reasons we founded this company was also to your point, to your exact point, like we realized that if people can solve, if people can feel empowered, they can have tools, they can uh, shift their mindset and have, to, you know, mm -hmm. opportunities mm -hmm. and do it and all that. We're going to be serving the mental health of society, solving some of our biggest challenges, but I'm not a therapist. And so I can't go directly at the, the mental health side, but I do know, you know, we have a, we have an employee who just came on rockstar, uh, but he had a terrible work role prior to this. I mean, he was, he was running marketing, a terrible experience with the culture. The culture, he said, was incredibly toxic. And it just, you know, he ended up going to therapy and his therapist said, hey, you should quit. Like, this place is awful. Like, you got to get out of there. Yeah. And so Not a good place to work the reason that we're, yeah, well, yeah, well, the reason that we're um, then focused on culture and building cultures and leadership is because it affects so many of our lives. And if we can mm -hmm. create healthy cultures, mm -hmm. and if we can bring out the best in human beings and we can start to chip away at the mental health issues that, that are in the world. Right. And so that's, that's part of why we do what we do too. So, so how, do, how does, how does a, how does a company corporation realize one that its culture has these issues? Yeah. And how do you address it? Yeah. So one litmus test as far as your culture goes, and this is a little bit of a, a strange take on it, but the question is, who were you losing? There is no stress. There is no strange. <laughs> no. There, is on, there is only a way. We must find the way. What is that way? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you got a great radio. Where the corporate world is completely inundated with toxic, toxic environments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I would say the question is, um, who are you losing and why? Right? Because there, there's always going to be fall off. And hopefully it's not die off. But the, there's going to be, like, who are you losing? And so a toxic culture will usually end up losing high performers. So, like, well, I don't need this. Right? Like, mm -hmm. the people who are your best performers, if they leave, realize, oh, wait, this isn't, like, this isn't good. Because they either got burned out because they're not being valued or validated. They're not being invested in, in growth. They're not feeling like there's uh, opportunities for them, all that stuff. So the question is, who do you lose? Now, if a culture, if you have like everybody loves just being around each other and, and all that, and like they want to hang out together outside of work because this is like uh, having a best friend at work is one of the litmus tests, if you will, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. Uh, how good your culture is. So people who have a best friend at work are much happier, more engaged, all that. Sure. Uh, but on the, on the other side, like if people, if people who are like, man, this place is cranking, but it's really not for me. Usually it's the person who's a low performer in that environment. Now there's a mistake that you haven't engaged that low performer. So yes. But if you're losing low performers, it's a sign of a healthier culture. The question though is why is if there's burnout or toxicity as to the reason that they leave, right? Right. Then that's a sign of a toxic culture, right? So the, it's really, you have to dig into a little bit. And, and, and I would say there's this one test, like the test of you as a leader mm -hmm. is, uh, would the people on my team move across the country to work with me 
if let's say they didn't work here or, or they weren't on your team or whatever, like, would they move across the country to work for me? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then you have a lot of leadership development to do, right? It's like, well, I mean, they like the job. Cool. That's not, that's not right. an acceptable answer. Right. right? In that that's not you fulfilling your leadership potential. Right. That's you, that's you sitting in a seat. Yep. Right. Feeling, so, taking up space. Yeah. So, so to me, that's, that's part of how you tell. And then the what you do about it, there's a lot of things you can do about it, but it usually involves engaging, you know, hearts, minds, passions, helping people see their path and how they can grow in the role that they have and helping them accomplish their goals. You know, yep. that it usually has a lot to do with that. One of, the, one of the best examples I can share of that is from back in the 90s in a, in a very, <clears throat> you wouldn't think this, but I actually saw it happen. And it was in a fine dining restaurant a very well-known chain back in Hawaii where I'm from. Oh, yeah. And he was a great friend of ours. I was an entertainer for 15 years. For those that have listened to this, they've heard this story a few times. Not the restaurant story, but me being an entertainer. Downstairs was a fine dining restaurant. We used to go down there and visit with them, and we always talked with the manager, and he was a good guy. Literally, the room manager's responsibility was to make sure that the experience was complete and awesome Mm -hmm. for the guests. Well, he also made it a point to make it the experience awesome for his team. So during one of the economic recessions, they decided they were going to close the restaurant. They did a few things that weren't too cool. And he decided to leave. That outlet ended up finding themselves with no employees. (laughs) He left, they left. He went to a new place. They all, well, except for a couple, all of them followed him. He was one of those guys that really cared about his team so much so that they'd, they'd go running over a cliff with him. If he said, let's go, they would, they would follow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because he cared. I mean, he took time out to do things that most managers just like, that's not my business. I don't give a crap. Now he didn't get into their personal lives, Yeah. but yeah. he got into, he got into it with them with ours. This is what you should be doing. This is how you should do it. And here's why he didn't just tell them. He explained it and then he showed them and then they started doing it. And because of that, they did it exactly the way he wanted them to. And they ended up making more money because of it. So and the they bottom. Probably, yeah, they, they probably got uh, feeling invested in. They probably felt very like much they were so. getting to their goals, et cetera. Yeah. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. Hey, guys, want to take one more break and then we're going to wrap it up. We're getting real close, dude. We're, we've been, we've yeah. been going at it for a bit. Now, yeah. I warned you. Rabbit holes. I All right, know. guys. So right. we're going <laughs> to take a quick break and we'll be right back. One more message and we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, about David. All right, be right back. Hey guys, so we're back at Java Chat here with David Morelli, uh, the founder of Owl Hub, one of the founders. Yep. Junior partner, your your wife. She's uh, yeah, she's awesome, Hallie. We we co-founded this deal. It's she's she's great. I I want to go back to the to the story of how you two decided to go after this. I mean. For one, I've never seen your wife yeah. before. I, I went to the website and I saw, I was like, oh, his wife's in this. That's awesome. This is a family yeah. business. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So for, how long have you guys been together? Well, we've been together for probably six years and then we've been married for three. Congratulations on both. Yeah, thanks. And does she come from a similar background as yours or? So she has a degree in psychology uh, as well as nutrition. And then, awesome. yeah, she's... She's been really interested in this world for, you know, over a decade. And, and so like she's, she's done, you know, 
video and film marketing stuff. Sweet. Uh, yeah, she has a master's in marketing and yeah. Two good faces for a great for a great cause. That's awesome. So you yeah. have you also have a podcast. It's called right now it's yeah. called Awaken, I believe. Well, as probably the like this moment, I think we just transitioned over into Owlcast. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's yeah, Owlcast so, now, right on. Owlcast, the leadership and coaching podcast is uh, is the sort of tagline for it. So yeah. awesome, awesome. And then, um, and of course, guys, again, it'll be in the comments, so we'll make sure to get that all in there. How often do you guys broadcast? We do once a week. Okay, well, yeah. it's kind of like us. Yeah, we're yeah. we're interestingly enough recordings today i have three i wasn't expecting that and i looked at my calendar i went what happened how did this how did this yeah. what who, who, <laughs> who put these who, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then i realized oh i did oh, okay right <laughs> absolutely um, it is what it is uh so where can people where can people find you man i mean allhub.com yeah. obviously is there any other place that they can connect with you that's that's worth yeah. doing so yeah linkedin uh is a great place oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah absolutely right Facebook uh, is always uh, an option, but probably the, the main like, you know, URLs are owlhub.com, peakperformanceweek.com, and then, you know, on iTunes for the Owlcast, you can just type in Owlcast and Leadership and Coaching Podcasts. It's got the, it's got the same owl, right, that I have on my mug. I totally dig that logo, the, by the way. way. That was a yeah, great, it's like we yeah we had so much logo trauma and <laughs> like like it was so hard. I gotta tell you, we we, we were it, was, it took many renditions. Let me just say, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta tell you that when I when I did the OMG logo, I looked at it and I went, okay, this is gonna be temporary. I just need it to look like something that looks like it's gonna grow something, and it ended up looking like a financial planner's logo. And I went, yeah, okay, for now, that's fine. We'll, we're actually we're actually redesigning. Corporate identity. A lot of people, I don't think people understand how much work goes into a logo. Most people think you just go to Fiverr and have somebody design one and, they, and that's it. And it's like, have you guys ever seen a corporate identity file? I have a friend that used to work for Mercedes yeah. as a graphics designer uh, okay. in Germany. And he's oh, like yeah. one of those okay. true, true Germans. And yeah. everything's got to be measured out just perfectly. He showed yeah. me the logo file, the corporate identity logo file for Mercedes Benz. If that damn thing didn't have a graph measurements to actual, it almost looked like it was measured in microns. Yeah. It was wow. deep, dude. And then the, the explanation yeah. behind, of course, it was on the yeah. German. I didn't understand any of it. But the whole, the whole design behind that, that little tri-star was looking at that going, how long did the hell did this take to get done? He goes, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, so yeah. if, if, you're, if you're thinking about designing a, a logo, please don't just run to Fiverr and just, yeah, just here, I mean, do this. It should look like this. And then, you know, pray for rain. It doesn't work like that. Obviously with you guys having the, the wonderful traumas of a good designer album. How did you guys settle on that one? What, what, what about that? Um, so we wanted something that looked uh, like an owl that wasn't too cute, but wasn't also like too old yeah. looking, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. we ended up this, the eyes are also like an infinity symbol. Nice, like that. Very uh, good. So, so that, and then the little nose inside, and then the the eyeballs. And the question was, well, we had to add little sparkles, little flecks to the to the oh, eyes cool. in, order to, in order to make it seem like they're real eyes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we, so we ended up with, you know, logos where, I, I don't. We had we had a lot of we had a lot of logos, and the question was, you know, do we just say good enough, or do we say, you know what? 
and we also wanted something that was a cross between a tech company feel and and something that also could be consumed as like oh okay your leadership development but it's also kind of a different take on it versus like you said you could have a financial planner like type of logo and yeah sure we could yeah yeah so we ended up trying to find that right feel as far as the the company and the reflection of the values and all cool deal who's who's your Who's your ideal client? Who, who's your best? Who are the ones that you could best serve? Yeah, I think it's people who are growth oriented, right? If, like if you don't want to grow, like other places you should go, right? Like the, <laughs> other things, other things you should do. You know what I mean? There's lots of lots of things you can do with your time. In a world where, love it. Yeah. So, growth oriented people who really want to make a difference in some way, shape or form. Again, it could be inside of the corporate space, you have a corporate job, or it could also be you're an entrepreneur. Not that we can't serve other people, but those are sort of the main markets. The examples that we use will sort of resonate with those two audiences. So. I, I, I agree. I think, and I, I would think though, this is not to contradict your, your ideal, anybody that wants to learn the principles of leadership should. And the reason yeah. for my thinking behind that is leadership is both internal and external. Yeah, exactly. And the internal side is one that we just talked about here in this podcast. The internal side is very important. I mean, if you mm -hmm. can't lead yourself, how do you expect to lead others? Mm -hmm. If you can't unpack your own shit and be vulnerable and be able to do those things, that's not even from a sales standpoint. That's just being, just being. I, I talk a lot about American business etiquette been certified in that for years and use that to teach leadership as well because the idea is basically be present just like you said earlier it's about being present and understanding you know being in that moment with that person not judging them but basically allowing them to unpack what they need to possibly asking more questions or possibly just being there yeah. and i think yeah. a lot of us forget that because we want to right. be right about things and we end up doing the wrong thing by trying to be right Absolutely. What, what's that old saying? Would you rather be right or would you rather be loved? Mm, I like that. That's so true. I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, it, and, yeah. And, it's, and it's not the fact that you're not right. It's, is it going to be at the expense of losing a relationship that could be beneficial? You know, everybody has a perspective on something. Yeah. Um, right, right now, perspectives are being thrashed. Yeah, in our, you know, in our country alone, our, our perspectives are being thrashed, and it's it's sad to me. Yeah, because there's a lack of empathy on all sides, and then there's the guys in the middle that are like, "No, we have empathy. I just we just wish you guys would quit." If you're if you're willing to be, if you're willing to be in love with your own humankind, the being right yeah. goes to the side for a little bit at least. At least, you guys can find some common ground to talk. Hundred percent. I think that's a. I think that's a big thing. And and being a leader, you have to be that way. Because as a leader of a company of even sixty, you're going to have various perspectives on different things, and you're going to have some real hard staunch perspectives uh, yeah. uh, to either side, and that's okay. Yeah. They're there to help make the company grow. How do you lead as somebody that is able to say we all have different perspectives? It's cool, but we all believe in this one mission, right? Okay, so let's do that one mission. It's kind of like integrate and elevate. Thank right? you. Like integrate people's perspectives and elevate and lift the conversation. Yeah, yep. elevate the conversation. Make sure that it's it's respectful and it's and it's loving. If if there's and I I know that sounds real, but it, it's 
honestly, if you have a loving conversation with somebody versus just a conversation with someone, the outcomes are usually decidedly different. You know, and if you have to agree to disagree, yeah. you don't walk away mad. You just walk away. Mm-hmm. And you come back and you, and, you, and you still love the person. You still come back and it's, it's – it's, anyway, another subject for another time. We're going to have to have you back. We're going to have to dig into this. <laughs> That'd be great. Fun. Cool. cool. One last question for you. Sure. And this is this – is, I ask everybody this. You've experienced a good degree of success in your own, in your own past up to this point. What right now is the biggest challenge for you guys? Whew. You know, just like a house, putting it, you know, you can only build as tall as your foundation. So putting in the right foundation uh, is, is the challenge. We're, we're setting up all the systems and all the, you know, philosophies and, you know, the marketing and, you know, building out sort of these deep foundations so that we mm-hmm. can really grow to fulfill our mission. But man, foundations take, you know, it doesn't look like anything's happening because you're putting stuff into the earth, but like it takes forever. And it's sometimes a slog and you get dirty, you know, they're just like, you're digging away and you're like, why am I still digging away at midnight, you know, or whatever. And uh, like, so, so to me, it's, if you want to build something significant, be willing to put in the foundation because the foundation really will have you be able to build what you want. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your insights, brother. I'm, I'm really excited that you're back. I'm totally thank excited you. about Owl Hub and Leader Hub and all of that. I'm looking very much forward to seeing how that all blossoms. And, and please stay in touch. And yeah, we'd love you back Yeah. Um, at your leisure. I know you're busy, especially with everything that you're doing. So just let us know and we'll come back and we'll run down some more rabbit holes. For awesome, love it. Everybody so that's for listening, me yeah, helpful. I'll stop. Kidding me? I learned stuff today. Absolutely, guys. If you haven't, awesome. make sure you subscribe. Hit that bell. The bell is the one that tells you when we put up a new one. So make sure you hit the bell on YouTube. If you're on Anchor, Stitcher, Castbox, iTunes, whatever, make sure you download or subscribe. If you happen to listen to us on Anchor, you can support us. Make a donation and keep this little this little mini podcast going. We do appreciate every one of our guests and every one of our listeners. You know how we like to end. We love you all. Make sure you stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live from both of us to all of you. Ciao for now. Thank you. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.